A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Maybe you've noticed this, but E15 or unleaded 88 is the cheapest option at the pump. It's cleaner for the air, and it supports the corn and ethanol economy here in Wisconsin. So while that sounds like a win-win-win... E15 sales are actually not allowed year-round. So Growth Energy continues to push for E15 or Unleaded 88 to be a year-round option at the pump. Joe Kakish is Growth Energy's attorney. He breaks down why year-round E15 sales are a priority. So E15, as you said, it's, it's, it's a cost-effective and environmentally friendly alternative uh, for all of our nation's uh, consumers and drivers. So as you saw this spring with the radical increase in gas prices, the value proposition of E15 becomes even more apparent as the margin between E10 and E15 becomes even greater. Um, and then you saw President Biden issue what's called an emergency waiver for RVP in the summertime in recognition of the, the, the pressures that consumers are facing on all fronts because of inflation, but in particular on transportation. And we were thankful that he was able to recognize that and put that in place because the real Achilles heel for RVP, you, you put it, is in the summertime, E15 is subject to a different standard than E10. And that difference creates a real market disincentive for implementing E15. Folks want certainty. They want stability throughout the entire year. And as it currently stands, these different standards require retailers to to switch out gasoline in the spring, switch it back in in the summer, relabel their tanks, creating potential confusion. So what we're advocating for is to, to, to fix that problem, either legislatively or through regulation, to make sure that E15 can be sold year round on the same footing as E10. I had recently learned this. The whole reason behind that was because of the evaporation potential. E10 was approved, but E15, they never got around to it. So it's almost kind of a, just a delay. Well, it's really unfortunate because if you look at the evaporative emissions profile of E10 versus E15, you'll see that E15 is actually better than E10. Um, the evaporative emissions decrease between E10 and E15. So there is really no policy reason for not allowing E15 on the basis of evaporative emissions. And we tried to make that argument to EPA, and they did implement that rulemaking back in 2019 to fix that issue. Unfortunately, the D.C. Circuit and the uh, Court of Appeals heard it differently. So now we have to go back to either Congress to make that fix legislatively or for E15 to, or for EPA to create parity between E10 and E15 in a different way that still isn't in line with what the court precedent has put for us. I mean, it's almost 10 cents cheaper Absolutely. than the alternative. Yeah, we, we, we did a, a, a survey throughout the summer, and there are significant uh, benefits throughout the summer in, in most states between E10 and E15 on the retail level. So that value is clear. It's been you know publicly made available to folks, and we're hoping that they continue to make that good choice when E15 becomes available. Yeah. And I think it says right on there, any vehicle after 2001, I mean, it's, it's fine to use. Yeah, so that's yeah. over 98% of the vehicles on the road, and that will only increase as, as we get uh, further into the future. Now, I want to talk about renew- the appetite for renewable fuels, whether it's ethanol or whether it's renewable biodiesel. I don't know if Growth Energy works too much on that realm. But, um, you know, what's the appetite from USDA, from legislators as they get into the 2023 Farm Bill? What does the atmosphere feel like? Well, USDA has always been a wonderful partner, and in particular, Secretary Vilsack has been a real champion of the industry way back when he was governor of Iowa. Um, So we expect that to continue 
um, into the future. As with respect to the Farm Bill, we are actively engaging our, our champions in the Midwest. We have some really good bipartisan leadership in our Midwest states, you know, Minnesota, Iowa, North, uh, South Dakota, Wisconsin, uh, and, and really trying to get them engaged on this issue as they head into the Farm Bill legislation. What is Growth Energy's role? in the 2023 Farm Bill? No, we're, we're in active conversations. We, we do engage with USDA in particular on the Farm Bill to make sure that they understand our concerns uh, and hope that they're responsive to them as they proceed through the bill. Yeah. How about the EPA? Because that seems like it's a different story just based on the recent litigation. Yeah, so, you know, EPA, it varies depending on the administration, but I think the consistent theme for EPA is they need to take seriously the benefits that biofuels provide. I'm not sure that they do on a consistent basis. And that's evidenced by their consistent delays in implementing the RFS uh, according to the timeline that Congress has set for them, but also in, on some of the volumes that they put forward. You know, we want to make sure that the most robust volumes are, are put forth because that's really what Congress wanted. And so we continue to... to to send the message to EPA that that should be your primary concern, especially as we look into questions of climate. Uh, we have a very strong climate story to tell, and now EPA is obligated to use what's called the best available science. And if you don't use that science, then you're failing down in your job. And that includes updating the models to recognize that ethanol has a 46% better emissions profile than gasoline. And until, But we could say that that's true to the, and yell it from the high heavens, but until that gets incorporated into the regulations, it's really not going to matter. So we want EPA to translate that good science into regulatory policy. Again, that's attorney Joe Kakish, the legal counsel for Growth Energy. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.